This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today we're talking about Instagram, and we've done tons of Instagram scams, but we haven't done many own goal type things. In other words, when your security does more harm than good? Yeah, you can be so locked up that you can't get in yourself. You guys both know my security system has relied quite heavily on the fact that my name isn't actually Bo Friedlander. Wait, that's not your real name? Okay, cute. You know it's not my real name, and Adam do, certainly yeah. knows it's not my real name. So I absolutely know, and, and for a few extra dollars, I consider keeping it secret. So... My real name is not Bo Friedlander, and that has actually been a problem with a spoof account, a spoof Bo Friedlander on Instagram that was set up by someone I went on a Tinder date with a thousand years ago. And it just says Bo Friedlander and then real nice guy play in the field is my bio. Wow. Very special. Someone was just trying to t take a shot at me. And I was like, what? And so I called Instagram. That was like Rocky Balboa calling Adrian for a date <laughs> at the window. Yeah. So my security system was, my. that's not my real name. They're never going to get me. And it's great for like my bank accounts and my credit card accounts and stuff. But it's not so good for my social media accounts because I use my nickname. So what you're talking about is highlighted by today's story, really. Yep. 100%. Which is we're dealing with an investigative journalist, a consumer advocate. He's trained to figure out where something isn't right. Mm-hmm. If he can't figure out a way to solve it, then it may not be his problem. It may well be a glitch in the system. For sure. One question we're going to try to answer is whether or not social media has outgrown its usefulness. Well, or if it's just actually unable to provide the service it promises to people. The real issue here is that social media has a scale problem. You know, they're set up to service ads. They're set up to make us want to be with them. But when we turn to them and we need their help and they're not there, it's not customer service anymore. It's customer disservice. Welcome to What the Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, cyber sleuth. I'm Bo, cyber avocado pit in a compost heap in the middle of winter, shriveling up slowly until it no longer has any chance of growing into anything. And I'm Travis, cyber recycling bin. I'm exhausted. <laughs> And today we'll hear from journalist Bob Sullivan about the intersection of security and customer service and what happens when only one is up to speed. So Bob, where are you coming to us from today? I'm sitting in my perch in Washington, D.C. For our listeners, Bob is an author. He's an investigative journalist. He's host of Duke University's Sanford School of Public Policy and the Keenan Institute for Ethics podcast, Debugger. Yes. You were Red Tape Chronicles, right, for MSNBC. I can think of my principal activity as I have a substack named the Red Tape Chronicles, where I write the same sorts of stories that I did for NBC. And for people who don't know Red Tape Chronicles, can you please tell us what it is? 
our lives are now full of all sorts of red tape, whether it's from our cable bill or from a hacker or just from broken software. Our lives are full of these really frustrating moments, and I like trying to explain why they happen and help people untangle them. What drew you to that topic in the first place? My own uh, incredible frustration with life. Oh, that'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. The Red Tape Chronicles itself came from covering the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina Mm -hmm. and the distribution of money after that and just how incredibly awkwardly that was done. And we usually think of red tape as government red tape and the nightmares people have when trying to get a new license or, or open a business or those sorts of things. But that kind of red tape frustration is hardly limited to people dealing with government agencies. And in many cases, corporations inflict that sort of frustration on us now. And for sure, technology does. Four years ago, I was doing a podcast called Breach, which was about Russian hackers and their involvement in the largest hack of all time, numbers-wise, the Yahoo attack. And the day that podcast came out, I got one of those nation-state hack warnings from Instagram, from Facebook, saying that someone had tried to access my account from St. Petersburg, Russia. These are unnerving, even if you expect them to come. And I ran that down as best I could from the Instagram side to see what the cause of it was. But while I had two-factor authentication on my accounts already, and apparently they didn't get in, uh, that led me to go to the strongest form of protection I knew at the time to get, which was to use Google Authenticator as my two-factor. So a token generator on my phone rather than just a text message. So you put Google Authenticator in charge of your authentication process just to make sure that you had another layer of protection. Yeah, I was concerned about getting hacked, so I I went to DEF CON 5 or DEF CON 1. I always forget which one it is. And how is Google Authenticator more protecting than just standard SMS-based? So there's all sorts of problems with SMS-based two-factor authentication. The messages can be intercepted. More likely, you divulge them because a criminal has persuaded you to in some way. Whereas Authenticator, the codes are much more temporary. They're generated by hard math. And Mm -hmm. in general, that's considered the gold standard of two-factor authentication. And Bob, when you say that an SMS can be intercepted, are you talking about SIM swapping or something simpler than that? No, I'm talking generally about SIM swapping, but there are other methods too. And with Google Authenticator, that's just an app that lives on your phone, right? Yeah, and there's several other versions of it as well. But And private companies have their own variation of it. But it's all the same idea. There's a piece of math only known to you and the other party that generates a temporary code on your phone. But you have to sync your phone to the Google Authenticator, correct? You have to have your phone in order to satisfy the second part of this two-factor authentication. You have to input the code generated by Google Authenticator. And that's where the story ends. Well, we'll talk to you again. It was nice nice to have you here. Thank you, Bob, for Um, coming. (laughs) I'm so glad that you have such a secure life. Cool. Uh, So what happened? My phone was stolen on I-95 at a rest stop about three weeks ago. And suddenly I was unable to access any of the Google Authenticator codes. Now, I was able to wipe my phone remotely, but as everybody who knows what happens when you do this, you then begin this long process of reclaiming all of your accounts. And each time, even if you get a new phone and you have the old phone, it's a hassle. Oh, such a hassle. Each time you do this... Agony you have more and more accounts to reclaim, right? So I've got all my business email accounts, my personal email accounts, Facebook, Instagram, everything. All your banking accounts, most difficult 
are the ones that you don't use very often. In some cases, you the passwords are stored perhaps using a password manager, like as which is true for me, but not all of them. It, it's never as easy as you think it's going to be before it happens. But after doing a long, painful weekend when I was able to replace my phone and get back really every one of my accounts, because I do have a system for it, lots of various little systems. Even I have a couple of Instagram accounts. I was able to get back my main Instagram account, the one that the criminals tried to get from Russia. But the Waterloo for me, the thing I could simply not fix was my dog's Instagram account. Now, is your? I was going to ask you, is your password just rusty with a dollar sign S and an exclamation point? Or uh, is it two dollar signs, actually? Oh, that, yeah. yeah, I figured. So you well, would never have guessed that. It might have been um, your problem there, but... <laughs> yeah, no, if, I wish my password was password at this point, because yeah. I'd be in a better position, which is the real problem. So I don't understand why your dog's account was your Waterloo. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> well, Rusty's, Rusty Dog Friendly is the name of the account. Mm-hmm. And while this is all silly, it was actually important on more than one level. My My dog is... A little bit internet famous. I've written a lot of essays for the Today Show about dog ownership. Perhaps the most famous story I've ever done is a story about uh, Rusty's older brother, Lucky, and how he passed away suddenly and what, how I dealt with that using the internet to help me with my grief. I still get almost weekly, if not daily, emails about that story. So there are people who've been following me as a dog owner for years, almost 10 years. So does Rusty have a big following? Well, I mean, big in my life. Lucky had a much bigger following. We're talking hundreds, not tens of thousands. But hundreds of really dedicated people who oh, yeah. really, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. including, I'll give you one example, a friend of mine who's a first grade teacher, who's one of, this is a couple of years ago now, one of her students, her mother was dying of cancer. Mm. And she led on to me one day that she would regularly pull up pictures of Rusty just to comfort this child and help the child get through the day. And that is what it is. It's like, this is your daily dose or when it, however often you post it. Of like pure, unadulterated oxytocin dog joy. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And I think we can make a case this might be the only actual good thing about the internet is sharing <laughs> puppies. <laughs> yeah, dogs. It's true. It's a small list and it's, that's probably the top of the list. So this is, while silly, it's important to some people. As an example, this was your dog's account for you, right? But it could easily have been a business account or another type well, of account for somebody of else. Yeah, so I had the same security on Rusty's account that I had on my account. And this was Authenticator? Yes, I was using Google Authenticator. And all of my accounts with Instagram were among the harder ones to reclaim, even when I had tools necessary for them. With my own personal account, I had to go through this process where one of the things that Instagram required of me was to write down on a piece of paper a five-digit code, my name and my handle by hand, so it couldn't be automated, and to hold it near my face so that someone or something could review that to see that my request to reaccess my account was legitimate. That actually worked. Um, and I think it worked because I also had what are called these one-time recovery codes. Mm-hmm. So when you sign up for these token-based two-factor authentication tools, you're given a set of, in some cases, eight digits that you can enter in an emergency in case you lose access to your phone. So I had that I went through the process. I reclaimed my Bob Sully account. But when it came to Rusty, for whatever reason, the one-time codes that I have, they're four years old. They're from the date I opened Rusty's account. Right. None of them worked. Now, did, is there a shelf life for them that I'm unaware of? I don't know. I'm fairly certain they are the correct codes. 
I certainly never used them. So because they're one-time codes, they never expired. Who knows why? They didn't work. The other issue is that a lot of people get these one-time recovery codes and promptly lose the piece of paper. Yeah. Does Rusty have a driver's license? <laughs> he does not, nor a passport. But as with all of these situations, there's always like, that failed, try this. If that failed, try this. So there is something else to try. And the try this, is there a picture of you in the Instagram account? Now, now I don't know whether by you they mean me or Rusty, but I answer yes to the question. And <laughs> once you answer yes, it then says, we're going to take a video selfie of you. And then it's going to be reviewed. It's going to take three or four days, so sit tight, but we'll review it. And if your picture's in the account, we'll release the account to you. This spring, get out there, enjoy the weather, and recapture the magic of riding a bike with electric e-bike. With an amazing variety of models built for riders of all abilities, it's never been easier to fall in love with riding again. Plus, every electric e-bike ships free and only requires quick, toolless assembly. This is my first ever e-bike, and the experience has just been great. I was a little bit intimidated at first because I hadn't gone biking in a while, but the 500-watt motor that the electric e-bike comes with really gives you a nice little boost, especially if you're trying to go uphill or pick up some speed. Data shows that e-bike riders take their bike out more often. That means... You get more exercise, more exploration, and wait for it, fresh air. And riding an e-bike isn't, like, it's not cheating. It's just making it possible for you to be out there longer on each ride. And speaking of things going a little slower, you can finance electric e-bike for as little as $49 a month. Get into spring with electric e-bikes, the number one selling e-bikes in the nation. Get your adventure started at electricebikes.com. And please mention that What the Hack with Adam Levin sent you in the post-checkout survey. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. So, Bo and Adam, you guys know I'm a bit of a uh, privacy geek, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, totally. I, I really just don't like the idea that just about anyone can find you online, can find out where you live or your email address, or your phone number or anything. I just think that entire idea is super creepy. There's so much of my data already out there, but is there something that you can do? Yeah, actually, you can use Delete Me. Delete Me is a service that pretty much does the heavy lifting for you, where they go to all the data brokers that they have on file and uh, just pull your data and delete it on a regular basis. I use it. I like it. And they make it quick, easy, and safe to remove your personal data online. Well, yeah, with these data brokers, they can accumulate huge amounts of your personally identifiable information. And if all that information gets into the hands of a bad actor, that opens you up to a lot of risk. And if you act now, you can get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and use promo code WTH. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and enter promo code WTH at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash WTH, promo code WTH, which stands for What the Hack. And we thank you for supporting Delete Me and What the Hack. I know you mentioned before that you ran into some frustration with customer service, or at least lack thereof. Had you actually interacted with a human at any point during this process? Oh, God, no. Yeah, don't be silly. So Instagram instructs me to make a video selfie. The first thing I try, because obviously most of the pictures are Rusty's face, but I, there are pictures of me with Rusty, is I sit with Rusty, and we make a video selfie together, 
And the process is, again, they're trying to prove you're a human and not a bot or something. You look up, you look to the right, you look up again. And so I will say the YouTube video that I made of Rusty and I making this selfie video is worth watching if you want to chuckle. So I submit that. They say, wait three or four days. And in like 90 seconds, I get a note back saying, we can't authenticate you. So Mr. I'm, Dog. <laughs> if that's who you say you are. So I do a reiteration of it that I can think of. I try just Rusty. I try just me. I try us in different lighting. I actually tried me in the same clothes I was wearing in the most recent photo of me. Similar lighting, because I'm assuming there's some AI that I'm trying to defeat here. And none of them work. And so then I'm in what you affectionately know as an infinite loop. So that's basically where the thing sits. I've made some public appeals to Instagram using my other accounts. I've written a column about it. I've made this video. I've posted on Twitter. And so far, I am completely stuck in Rusty's account. It's unused. Okay, I know what you do. I got your solution. What do I do? Okay. There's a little bit of a trek here. You're going to have to travel up the mountain and throw the gold ring into the lava. But what you... What you Why, that was very here. Lord of the Rings there. <laughs> yes. What you want to do is you want to get Rusty an agent mm, for rusty. a modeling contract and then make the agent get Rusty verified. And then you're golden. Get it? Get any golden. ideas for dog agents? Golden. Golden. I don't get, get it. Sorry, I that. stepped on your joke. I'm sorry. That was bad form of me. <laughs> How long has it been that you've been going through this now? So about a year and a half ago, I uh, did a story with someone who you all know and love very well, Eva Velazquez, from oh, yeah. the Identity Theft Resource Center, yeah. about an enormous spike that she was seeing in Instagram hacks. We had a number of people on the show that lost their Instagram accounts and had gone through hell, basically. Yeah, and there, there are people out there who, for thousands of dollars, they might be able to get your account back because they have connections either with law enforcement or with Meta. But are you really going to spend that kind of money to get your account back? It depends. If your account is your livelihood, some people might do that. But, but let, it, let's make the very important point that I think there are four more people who are scammers who say they can do this and just take your money and don't do anything. So it's important not to confuse that issue. But I want to make this really important point about the customer service of it all. So many of these scams are, were related to cryptocurrency, right? So people would hijack a high follower account and then make some fake crypto scam out of it. They were offering people early options to buy into a new crypto coin that didn't exist. But while these people were trying to get their accounts back, their name was being used in crime. They knew it was a crime. And yet you still can't get Instagram. Forget about getting your account back. These people just wanted their accounts disabled so that someone else couldn't be committing crimes in their name. And they couldn't even get Instagram, Facebook to do that. Imagine your name, face, likeness being used in an ongoing crime. And there's nothing you could do about it. No 911 you can dial to stop this crime. So again, what's happening with Rusty's account is small potatoes compared to what's happening to those people. But it is an indication of just how incredibly chaotic their security systems must be and their ability to deal with customer problems. And I go back to my original proposition. When no one can talk to you, when there's a problem, the criminals have a massive advantage. And that's what we're seeing here. The criminal knows you can't, there's nothing you can do. Right. Yeah. And that, that makes you an incredibly vulnerable target. 
And so what's the answer? Well, put really high security on all your accounts unless you end up in my situation. So again, all of these things make us all far more vulnerable, far more fragile. And I will say this till the cows come home. You shouldn't be in business if you can't answer the phone when there's a crisis, when there's a crime going on. That should be one of the minimum requirements of being in business. I agree entirely, Bob. But there's another story here which you're really highlighting. And to me is a real bug, which is if you're going to allow somebody to create a high security zone on an account, then you better also make it possible for them to get back in. In other words, if the security is so good that nobody can get back in, that's not called security. That's the most important part of this. Two-factor authentication is incredibly important. I do not want this story to have anybody take two-factor authentication off of their accounts. But at the same time, I'm here to say, be really careful when you use an authenticator app now, because really bad things can happen to you. So what's your advice for people who want to stay very secure, but also want to make sure that this doesn't happen to them? I don't have great advice. There are cloud-based authenticator apps that, that would probably have not left me in this position that I'm in, but then they are cloud-based. So you have the same scare about that. Some people are okay with cloud-based, but other people don't like the idea that they're just saving their information on someone else's computer. We are constantly making risk assessments, right? Like maybe it's safer to have a really hard password that's on a sticky note on your desk because that's less risky than having a easy password that you can remember, right? And so this is the same calculus with whether or not you use a cloud-based authenticator or an app-based authenticator, or I downgrade back to SMS because that's more convenient. All these things are individual choices, but none of us are really qualified to make those individual choices. Smarter people should be setting up security systems that have exceptions that can be satisfied. But you know what that exception is? Again, it's a phone call. So I am so frustrated that Facebook knows where I went to lunch yesterday, and they probably know where I'm going to lunch tomorrow, but they won't use any of that technology to let me get back Rusty's Instagram account. Reminds me a little bit of what, when we had Deviant Olaf on the show before, and he was describing the Swiss cheese bottle of security. It was saying that no one layer of security is going to be perfect. It'll always have holes, but if you stack enough of them together, then you can actually make it so that you can't get through the holes there. And in that case, one of the things he was referring to, one of those layers was humans, actually having a human that you can contact. So yeah, I think you're spot on as far as that's concerned. The likelihood, given the upheaval we're seeing right now at Meta, makes that seem rather unlikely, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think that it makes sense, though, to advocate for, I can't believe I'm saying this sentence, Meta, for a second. There are too many users out there for any group of humans to serve them well. Yeah, it's not like you can have your own customer service representative that you can call who knows you and you know them. There's billions of users. So how do you serve billions of users? You use AI. Is AI going to understand the problem set of Rusty and Bob? Or in my case, the fact that Bo Friedlander isn't my legal name and it's not on my driver's license. I can't get any of my stuff back from social that way. So it's a real problem set for, there should at least be like for users, not standard issue, which is everyone, there should be a person to call and there's not. Which means the business doesn't scale. And but it does because they do. So what is that? It's well, just irresponsible scaling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I read a pretty compelling Atlantic article this week that, that social media itself is basically on the outs, right? Between what's happening at Twitter and what's happening on Facebook. Uh, the, I am one who thinks it's a pretty easy argument to make that social media never really did much good in the first place. And so when it disappears from us, we won't miss it very much. I think that's so smart. I really do think this is an argument. If you owned a mall and there were teenage gangs having fights regularly in your mall, you would be forced to hire more security. You would have to create a safe environment for these stores and for these civilians wandering around your halls. You couldn't get away with just ignoring it. But that's no, exactly how technology companies work right now. They've created these spaces where crime thrives and no one is requiring them to deal with it. No, and in real life, that mall would go out of business. Let's talk about weight loss. Most of us have been there, struggling with the ups and downs. You lose some weight, then it creeps back. But forget those endless cycles of juice cleanses, soup diets, and the latest fad workouts. There's a better way. The Rope Body Program pairs a weekly weight loss shot with a real lifestyle change so you can lose weight and actually keep it off. Need support? Rose got you covered every step of the way. And guess what? You can do it all from the comfort of your own home. No more doctor's appointments, no more waiting rooms. It's that simple. Ready to take charge of your weight? Head over to row.co slash Adam to sign up today. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year. That's with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash Adam. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash A-D-A-M. So here's the deal. I use Yahoo Finance. I use it to make money because it works, not just because they're a sponsor of the show. Heck, I've been using them for years before they ever called to become a sponsor. I do a lot of investing, and I need to make split-second financial decisions, and that's where Yahoo Finance comes in. I trade stocks, and I trade options, and you can't trade them in a vacuum. You've got to know what's going on. Yahoo Finance gives you the opportunity to look at the whole picture. I mean, breaking news, editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts. I love the customizable charts. They have it all. At Yahoo Finance, I'm part of a community of over 90 million users. You heard me. 90 million folks use Yahoo Finance because they're helping you on your way to financial success. Visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com, yahoofinance.com. We talk on the show a lot about you're only as strong as your weakest link. What I hear you saying is you can have amazing security, but if your customer service is not good, if it's not up to speed, it's not actually security at all. About 10 years ago, I wrote a story saying, forgot your password is the weakest link in security. And it has been for a while, right? Like it doesn't matter if you have a great password, if all there is is a link that says, send me an email, reset your password and so on. So what do you do when something goes wrong is the question for all of these services. And if the what do you do if something goes wrong is you have to submit a video to AI that AI can't recognize and there's no option, then your system is broken. The actual stated advice on using things like Google Authenticator is when you sign up and you get these one-time codes, that you print them out and put them in a safe place. So effectively, using the strongest tool we give civilians for security, part of the model includes 
what is effectively a post-it note on your desk. So around this circle, we have come. But in, in, in your story, one of, the, one of the key points is that those magical recovery codes that you got for Rusty didn't recover anything. Right. I don't have an explanation for that. Meta-engineers who want to come study the problem, I'm an open book for you. It is very striking that we have reached a point where it's full circle and the most secure thing you can do is have your password written down in a safe, in a fireproof safe. So yeah. what are your three stay safe, Bob? We know that you are the consumer's best friend here. What are the Red Tape Chronicle tips this holiday season or every holiday season? Give us three, three things to be thinking about as we go forward that aren't this sad story about Rusty's Instagram account. In my own defense, uh, I would like to say that I was, I batted like probably 97 out of 98 when I came to losing my phone. I recovered everything but Rusty's account. Okay. So I actually think that's an important message. I have this thing I talk about. It's just a plan B mentality. How many times in your life your car battery finally dies and then when you go to jumpstart your car, the thing that's supposed to jumpstart your car isn't charged. Our lives are full of backup plans that actually are broken. But we don't know because we never see the status of our backup plan until the day we need it. And that's too late. Mm -hmm. So double checking all your plan B's is really important. Imagine what would happen if you lost your phone one day. Goodness gracious. I mean, it happens to everybody every two or three years, something like this. And each time it's harder, right? Because we have more and more accounts and more and more layers of security. So that might be one, two, and three. That was poetry. I don't think everybody thinks of security as a top topic of poetry, but for us, it is. Well, nobody thinks about their house burning down. Nobody thinks about somebody dying without a will. Life is full of these things, and the, the people who plan ahead for them just come out much better. That's why we talk about it in the three M's, minimizing risk, monitoring, and having a plan to manage the damage. Bob, we really appreciate you coming on the show. You're, you're very welcome. And I have to interrupt and tell you that Rusty has been literally sitting here the entire Aww. time wanting to participate. There he is. The Rusty, you mm -hmm. are a good boy for real. And Rusty, we thank you for putting up with us and allowing Dad to have a conversation with us. He'll get an extra treat after we finish this. What a great dog. It's time for the tinfoil swan. Our paranoid takeaway to keep you safe online. Okay, Travis, what is it today? It sounds like Bob made all the right moves to keep his Instagram account safe, but there's one thing we haven't covered on the show that we need to. Which is? Third-party social media management apps. Are you English? Travis speaking English? Come on. Righto. <laughs> Third-party apps make it possible for someone besides the owner of a social media account to post things and interact with other users. Let me guess. They increase your attackable surface. Exactly. You need to hand over the keys to your account for a lot of them to work. Keys? Hey, man, I thought we agreed to lay off the metaphors. Okay. You need to share your login credentials. And some of these apps can get your account banned for unauthorized activity. So you want to know who unfollowed you and your password is the fee? Yeah. Well, no such thing as free in the surveillance economy, right? So what can people do? All you need to do is click your profile picture, go to settings, and then apps and websites. If you see any apps that shouldn't be there, remove them immediately. Okay, so that doesn't secure your account. 
pay attention now. Right. It means if this or that sketchy app can't continue to access your account, but if you shared your login data or any other sensitive information, you'll need to make some changes. You really don't need to use these things unless you've got a team developing your social media assets. And if that's the case, they should know how to stay safe. Keyword, should. You should definitely use two-factor authentication and strong passwords. Right. And if you do have more than one person working on an account, designate one person to handle the two-factor authentication. Okay. That's pretty good. And that is it. There's your tinfoil swan. Ta-da! Hey, you know, it really does help people find the show if you rate and review it. So wherever you go to get your podcasts, hit the five stars and um, and say something nice. Thanks. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media. It's produced by Andrew Steven. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin.